0: I invite you now to turn to Psalm 87, where we will read, All my springs are in thee, referring to Zion. It satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. Psalm 87. Very briefly, the first three verses are the glorious nature of Zion, of which we are a part. Verses 4 through 6, the preeminent, the prestigious honor of being a citizen of the true Zion. yes. And then verse 7, the personal delight that David had in Zion and the springs that he found in Zion. Psalm 87, I'll read it to you, please. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God. Selah. Amen. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia, this man was born there. And of Zion, it shall be said, this and that man was born in her. Yes. And the highest himself shall establish her. The Lord shall count when he writeth up the people that this man was born there. Selah. As well the singers, as the players on instruments, shall be there. All my springs are in thee. Amen. Psalm 87. It's a psalm or a song that was given to the sons of Korah, the Levites, for use in temple worship and praise. Psalm 87. His foundation is in the holy mountains. Guess what? There is a foundation. Mm-hmm. Right. All the world around us says there is not a foundation and truth is relative. There is a foundation. Right. It is sure, it is steadfast, and is absolutely true at all times in all circumstances. Guess what? It is His foundation. It's not ours. Right. Yes. That makes it sure and steadfast and absolutely true in all circumstances. It is His foundation. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. Consider this also from Psalm 125. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about His people from henceforth even forever. Verse 2. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. We recall that the Lord picked Jacob out, the nation of Israel, out from all the nations of the earth because he loved them the best. Not because they were the most powerful, the smartest, but because really they were the weakest and basest, and he chose to love them. However, we see here there is something that is even better than all the dwellings of Jacob. As much as the Lord loves and blesses our Christian homes and families, guess what? He loves his home more. His preeminent joy, the Lord's preeminent delight, is in Zion. Yes, he loves the dwellings of Jacob. Yes, they are important to him. Yes, he protects and nourishes and blesses. Yes, yes. But the Lord loveth the gates of Zion more. His church is the best of the best. Verse 3, glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God, and well might there be a selah there. God is known in her palaces, what, for a refuge. Can you believe it? The God of the heathen, the God that dismays the heathen by his signs and wonders in the skies, he is known only in her palaces for a refuge. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. Consider a couple of other examples of glorious things that are spoken and understood in Zion. If ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Can you believe it? Here's another one. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God. Verse 4 through 6. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia. This man was born there. David mentions five of the greatest cities or countries of his time. He notes that many of those cities and countries produced many notable and famous folk. The Bible even lists many of them from these locations. They accomplished worldly things and they were famous from a worldly standpoint. Consider uh, in our own day the Olympics. Um, if, if I showed up and said that I was from Kenya and I wanted to run the 100 meter, you would laugh at me, right? But the Kenyans are known for being able to run very fast. If you're from Russia, for example, you might think that I have a proclivity towards ice skating or Chinese gymnasts or something. It matters where you're from. People respect or disrespect you where you're born. And uh, we also notice that you can't change where you were born. Note further that you weren't just said that, I'm sorry, that you weren't asked where you would be born, right. and you had no influence oh, on where you were be, where you would be born whatsoever. Right. You can't change where you were born either. Verse 5 continues, and of Zion it shall be said, this and that man was born in her. But the verse doesn't stop there. This begins the begins proclaiming the transcendent, preeminent yes. nature. of being born in Zion, and the highest himself shall establish her. Ah, here is something special and unique and critically important to be born in Zion versus Philistia and Tyre. You might be famous if you were born in Tyre. You probably are wealthy if you were born in Tyre. But the highest himself did not establish Tyre. He established Jerusalem, Zion. There is something that is critically more important and more spiritual at play. I had in in my notes to read Hebrews 12, verses 20 through through 24, which has just been read to you this day. About are come unto Mount Zion. This is far more important than the worldly wisdom and acclaims and accomplishments that you might see of some folk around you today. You are from Mount Zion. Rejoice. The highest himself will establish you. However, verse 6, then he goes one step further, a big step and tells us more about the importance of where you're from. The Lord shall count when he writeth up the people that this man was born there, Selah. Whoa. Guess what? Now we're told there is a judge. The Lord himself is the judge. We are told that there is an accounting coming. Consider Psalm 73 when Asaph only regained his right perspective and his mental balance when he came into Zion and considered that surely God did set them in slippery places, referring to the wicked. There is an accounting. You may not see the Bible clearly played out in the world around you. I may not. But we're not to marvel at violent perversion of justice at such things because the accounting period isn't over yet. You, cannot, you can't make any conclusions about interim statements. Hardly at all. The end of the accounting period is coming. There is an accounting coming, and he will write up the people. Guess what? When he writes up the people, one by one, man by man, woman by woman, at an individual level, it won't matter if you're from Tyre. It won't matter if you're incredibly famous. The one criteria used in this accounting... Is where you're born. Are you from Zion? Amen. Thank you, Lord. This man was born there. Aha. Verse 7 goes on As well the singers as the players on instruments shall be there, all my springs are in thee. We see here that David's source of pleasure and nourishment and encouragement was Zion. We see that David delighted in the worship of God and in God's praise, he delighted in it. Let me ask you, where are your springs this morning? Where are your springs? How heavily are you invested in Zion? Where is the source of your life, your refreshment, your nourishment, your sustenance? Springs, springs, right? Springs, think springs. Where is the source of your joy and your pleasure? Let me pick on the word all for just a second. He said, all my springs are in thee. How heavily invested are you in Zion? Do you consider the source of stability and purpose for your life to be out of Zion? Or do you still have some springs left elsewhere that you draw from from time to time? All your springs better be in Zion. Get all your nourishment. The springs on earth we've tasted more deeply. I'll drink above. There is no profit in the bitter water in the springs of the heathen around us. Are you still trying to madly quench your thirst from those other springs? Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come and buy wine and milk without money and without price. It is without price in that it is priceless. But you can buy it without money because it's free. Amen. <laughs> Draw your water from Zion. I'm begging you. I am not saying do more this morning. I am not saying do more. I am saying delight more. Draw your water from Zion. Delight in the things that God delights in. Do not delight in the wisdom of this world, the might or the riches of this world. God goes further and tells us in other places what he delights in. Understanding and knowing God, that's what he delights in. He delights in loving kindness. He delights in judgment. That's the power of right decision-making, of wisdom. He delights in righteousness in the earth. Those are the things that God delights in. Let's delight in those same things. So today, if you are a member of Zion, I have great news for you. Rejoice. Be glad. You have access to the best springs on earth because they're not from earth. Drink. Be satisfied. Quench your thirst for righteousness. You have access to truth. You have access to the sure foundation. You are counted in the book of life. You have access to the nourishment that this world can never offer. Psalm 87, glorious things of thee are spoken. Zion, city of our God. If you will, turn in your burgundy books to number 213. Let's consider glorious things of thee are spoken.